And I went out there from my first five years not making any money um, to nobody knowing who I was to 90 days after taking that course, I made my first $10,000 a month. Nice. I went on to building an organization where 15,000 people internationally. I spoke all around the world. Um, I was voted in my industry top leader um, under 30 and top male leader, two separate occasions. So super cool. So imagine like that's where I was Mm -hmm. and then that's where I am now and now I'm making all the money. I have all that. And then I looked around my life and I'm like, man, something is not working. Like, man, I chase all these different things and why am I still not happy? Why am I still unfulfilled? Why am I still not satisfied? You're listening to On The Go Voice Podcast, the best generational podcast you'll ever tune into. Listen to the voices of this generation where we seek to identify values, stimulate discussions, and vocalize the community. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to On The Go Voice Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Sabiaga, and you are listening to the Biz Talk series where we have a couple of individuals who talk about their business experience. And I'm actually pretty excited to have uh, one of, uh, I would say friend, but also has always always been a coach, mentor, someone who's who I've always looked up to, someone who's uh, who have guided me in a way in the past that have allowed me to be where I'm at right now. So I'm very excited to have him on here. So um, what I'll have him on here is for talking about what he taught me about being a four-dimensional being about how you do anything is how you do everything and i think this is very important when it comes down to applying to your business because i think when you start to lack on certain parts of your life other parts of your life starts to get kind of uh start to mess up in a way as well so with that being said uh i have here julian doen <laughs> what's up everybody thanks for dialing in and listening in yeah so uh julian is a entrepreneur um he's also been um a trainer he's a coach he's been a recognized leader within uh multiple industries and uh for a lot of people he's considered a mentor right yeah so, uh, with that being said why don't you introduce yourself a little bit to the back to the people who's listening so they know a little bit about yourself uh what's up everybody my name is julian doan i'm 32 years old and I would say I'm not the typical Asian, but the typical Asian. Um, so there's different types of Asians, right? For those of you that are listening in, there's different types of Asians. There's the cool Asians. Uh, those are the people you think like the fast and the furious, they have the souped up cars. And um, there's the nerdy Asians. Those are the ones that throw off the curve, that get the good grades. And there's the geeky Asians. Um, they're the ones that are very similar to the nerds. They get rejected by the same girls. They get beat up by the same jocks. <laughs> Uh, the only difference is while nerds know calculus and statistics, you know, I knew everything about Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Naruto, anime, all that. And so that's kind of the, the Asian guy that I am. I still am at heart, even though you can't really tell now. Um, but what I do is I own a coaching company and I teach self-awareness and social awareness. And I've been doing that for the last five years um, on top of doing sales and marketing for the last like 12 Awesome, awesome. Yeah, so um, with that, d- different types of Asians, you know, I can relate to multiple parts as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely with the Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon cards, definitely bring it back. But um, you know what? You being a re- recognized and respectable leader, uh, from my experience, you know, being able to work under your uh, arm as well. Um, what What's your background in business or how, how did you go about that? Um, I mean, so to kind of understand my journey and how I got here, you kind of got to go back to 2014, right? 
So it was 2014. I remember logging into uh, my bank, checking my bank statements. I just got hit with another direct deposit. I was making, at that time, an annual income on a monthly basis. I was driving my dream cars. I was living in a penthouse. In fact, I had two, one in Seattle, Washington, and one in Orange County. I mean, I was, at that time, I was speaking on stage every single week in a different city, state, sometimes even country. And uh, I remember just being utterly miserable. I had everything that you would think you would need to have to become successful, things that we were taught, the cars, the money, the clothes, the recognition, but yet I was still miserable. And that was probably the second rebirth of my life. The first one happened like, you know, decades before. I remember it was a senior year of high school. I was sitting in a bathroom stall eating lunch again by myself because I was that nerdy Asian kid. I was picked on. I was bullied. I was made fun of. I didn't have a lot of friends. Um, and I just remember just sitting in the bathroom stall, eating lunch, being so frustrated, being so upset at myself and just upset at everybody, like total victim perspective saying, man, I'm never going to be a loser again. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to make something of myself. I'm going to find a way to become confident. I'm going to be cool. I'm going to date the girls I want to date. I'm going to yeah. drive the cars and pretty much like a um, typical nerd story, right? I'm going to come back and I'm going to prove everybody wrong. Yeah. And so that was a big driving force for me. And then what ended up happening was my first year of college, um, I met a couple of mentors that saw more in me than I saw in myself. Right. And that set me on a path of entrepreneurship. Mm. And because they taught me things that I never heard of before and I never learned before. Because you know, entrepreneurship and business is a lot different than what normal people average Absolutely. teach us, right? And they're teaching me like, I could be, do, have anything I want. You know what I mean? Whatever lifestyle I want to create, I could create it. And I remember getting involved and I was so coachable. I went to every single meeting. I took notes on every single event. I went through every single training. And my first five years, I didn't make any money. Mm. But it was such a great learning curve for me to learn what I needed to learn. But for whatever reason, no matter how much knowledge I gained, I could never create the results that I wanted. And so what ended up happening was five years in the game, making no money, one of my mentors said, hey, listen, you know, you're a good friend of mine and I believe that anybody can make, I used to believe that anybody can make this business happen, right. but I'm starting to believe that you can't make this happen. Mm. And that was a huge gut check for me, yeah. right? And I was like, man, what do you mean? He goes, look, he goes, for whatever reason, something's not clicking with you and I want you to go to this training. I want you to take this course. So at least I know if you don't make it in business with me, mm-hmm. I did something positive for you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this training about? And he said, this training is about how to change your life. Hmm. And I was like, okay. It's kind of like a gut check, right? It's yeah, like, yeah. Um, you know, imagine if someone hands you a book that's called How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, you need to read this. <laughs> You're kind of like, oh shit. Like maybe, uh, maybe I'm like not a good person or yeah. something, right? And so I went to this training and it was there that I learned the first key to changing my life. Because I used to think to change my life, it was all about doing things on the external, right? Mm-hmm. What do I need to do? What do I need to read? You know, you know all these right, different right, things. Right. Same, but same. in there, I realized, they taught me that it's not about the doing, it's about the being. It's mm-hmm. who do you need to be to do the things you need to do to have the things you need to have. Wow. Most of us think that, hey, I need to do this to have this to finally be that. Right. But the secret is to start with the being. And so I took all those principles and I applied it to business. And I went out there from my first five years not making any money um, to nobody knowing who I was to 90 days after taking that course, I made my first $10,000 a month. Nice. I went on to building an organization where 15,000 people internationally. I spoke all around the world. Um, I was voted in my industry top leader um, under 30 and top male leader, two separate occasions. So super cool. So imagine like that's where I was Mm -hmm. and then that's where I am now and now I'm making all the money, I have all that. 
And then I looked around my life and I'm like, man, something is not working. Like, man, I chase all these different things and why am I still not happy? Why am I still unfulfilled? Why right. am I still not satisfied? Right. And I looked around me and I realized that most people follow the same path as me. Mm -hmm. They're one to two dimensional at best. Mm -hmm. Now, what do I mean by that? Yeah, exactly. You know, I think there's four pillars, your body, your physical, your being, which is like your sense of self, your mm -hmm. certainty in yourself, your relationships, and then your business, right? Body being balanced, balance the relationship, business, your lifestyle, your income. And most people, especially males, only focus exactly. on making money. Mm -hmm. And number two, their health, right? One yeah. of the two. Fitness and stuff. But what ends up happening is you see people that have a lot of money, but they're disconnected from their families or relationships, or you know they gained everything, but they lost themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's when I looked around, I was like, man, these people are not where I wanna be at. These right. people have a lot of money, but some of them are so broke, all they have is money. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized I needed something wow. different. Cause I had the money, I had the lifestyle, but here's the deal, I was 210 pounds, mm -hmm. right? I was in an emotionally abusive relationship. And you know, my and, and for myself, I didn't know who I was anymore. Why? Because I focused all on money thinking that was going to give me everything. And so that's when I went back to transformation. Mm -hmm. I got mentored. Um, I got licensed and certified to do the work. Okay. And so for the last several years, I've been just going out there teaching people what I've learned. Because, you know, and here's the deal. I don't know who's listening to this and what you have going on in your life, but I honestly believe that sometimes your biggest mess will become your message. Wow. That sometimes we go through what we go through, right? I believe I was going through hell so I could build a roadmap on how to get out of hell for other people. Exactly. And so for the last several years, I've been doing that. The result, I've been thousands of students, um, you know, resulting in hundreds of pounds lost, people rediscovering their passion, their sense of self. I mean, new sense of relationships, right? I mean, I've had one person uh, take the training, didn't believe they could ever get married or mm -hmm. find love and ended up finding someone that had that proposed to them a guy didn't believe he would find a relationship end up meeting a girl who ended up proposing to him how crazy wow. is that that is yeah. pretty crazy and then you know a bunch of people who made money in business got promotions all those different things absolutely and, and so it's been it's been a pretty cool journey yeah it's it's cool because i was actually being i was able to get involved in this business when i got into the business you know marketing and also doing sales um, I was able to learn about your program and training, so I took it, and then for <laughs> it was a, a definitely a roller coaster, and allowed me to learn a lot more about myself and then who I am and who I want to be, and it really helped me discover more about myself so that I can take on different challenges in my life, especially being in college at the time. So I'm actually very grateful to have come across him with that. And with that being said, you know. Um, do you do you still kind of do any type of business right now outside of like the transformation? Um, I'm, I'm, you told me you, you also yeah. you're speaking gigs, right? So I have a couple of projects mm -hmm. under the wraps right now. Okay. That I haven't really promoted yet. Okay. Um, stay tuned. It's gonna happen. Yes, um, <laughs> but as far as like work wise, like I still run my seminars, my live events, mm -hmm. although they're kind of on hold right now because of the whole coronavirus yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I also do executive coaching. So what happens is mm. big companies hire me. I come out and I'm a keynote speaker for them. Okay. Um, so I just did an event in uh, January for this company. They hired me out. I did uh, this training for about 200 people. And then the next day wow. I did a, a small intimate leadership training for mm -hmm. the top producers. Nice. I think the the lowest income earner was like 5,000 a month. The highest was 100,000 a month. Mm -hmm. And um, you know we spent three hours together diving deep with our experiential processes. So it was nice. pretty cool. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. I mean, especially you know at still your age, still pretty young, and you know being able to accomplish that and impacting so much lives. On top of that, I think I want to touch back into you know what we mentioned about the four Bs. You know, um, what my my question is like, I, I know you already mentioned how you learned about the four being dimensional from your coaches yeah. and training. 
um how did it how does it relate to business because this is the biz talk series yeah i know this is something that we want to touch deep about you know having how you go about anything how you do how you do anything how you uh, do yeah, everything. Do one of my favorite quotes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, um, one of the things that I'm very passionate about is martial arts and fighting. Mm. You know, I'm a kickboxer. That's you know, right. I train and and all that. And you know, one of my favorite quotes is, "How you train is how you fight, and how you fight is how you live." Nice. And so, how does the four beings tie all together? Well, I honestly believe that there's four pillars in your life that need to be in alignment for you mm -hmm. to truly be successful. Number one is your physical health, is your body, mm -hmm. right? Uh, number two is your being, your sense of self, your certainty. Number three is balance, your relationships. Number four is your business. So mm -hmm. how do they all tie together? Well, you look at it like a vehicle, okay? Your business is your tires. There's what, because the lifestyle, the income is what gives you the range to be able to go. Your body is like the shape of the car, mm -hmm. okay? Um, your balance, your relationships are the fuel to the car. That's why if you notice, we are more likely to go further for other people than we are for ourselves. That's true. Um, and last but not least, our being, our sense of self is the steering wheel. It's what directs mm -hmm. us. And so what happens is when, you're, when you bleed in one area, it seeps into all the other areas. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you're trying to build business, but let's just say you're fighting with your wife. Your relationships is dysfunctional, mm -hmm. right? You and your girlfriend or your wife's not doing very, very well. You're fighting all the time. Don't you think that's gonna affect your, your, your business? For sure. Absolutely. Let's say you're not taking care of your health and all of a sudden, you know, your business, something happens, you start getting stressed out. Will your body be able to handle the pressure? Can you pull those all-nighters? Probably exactly. not. And let's just say your sense of self is off. Guess what? When you're doing business, you're going to make poor decisions. You might make decisions um, to please other people. You might make decisions to be liked. Um, you might make decisions out of fear of survival instead of making decisions out of abundance, mm -hmm. right, to actually grow your business. So they're actually all linked together. And um, like I said, how you do anything is how you do everything. You take care of one area, mm -hmm. you actually end up taking care of all areas. And they all support each other. Exactly. And I think being abundant about that part, you know, understanding yourself is totally a bigger part of it as well. And it's, it's, like, like you mentioned earlier, some people are only one or two dimensional. Yeah. And, you know, when I notice that, I, I see it with other, other people as well. They kind of like mess around. What's up, Hilario? He was actually on the <laughs> podcast too. But, um... Yeah, which some people are only two dimensionals and they never took a look at their other parts in their life. Yeah. And, then, you know, I used to think in a way as well that it was just about like the having and the doing. Yeah. You know, but then when I realized that, oh, dang, like it's within myself that I can find that fulfillment. Yeah. That's that's when I realized, OK, well, I needed to really reflect. And as I got out of college, I started to evaluate my relationships, my values and my you know friendships or uh, the people who I'm around with and what I truly value, you know, and over time I, I was able to come up with this where I'm at now. So which is pretty dope, which is huge, man. You're making, yeah. you're doing such a service for everybody. You're I'm, like, you're like the modern day <laughs> <coughs> Napoleon Hill going out there interviewing successful people oh. and taking their principles and sharing it to everybody else. That's, That's awesome. I wish I, I mean, hopefully we can do more than that. But um, with that being said, you know, um, for anybody listening with this four B's, um, how how did it help you? I mean, I'll, I'll actually, obviously, you align with this thing because it's helped you out as well, right? And right. You, you, when you're fully sold on what you tell people, what you what you practice already, like you just preach it naturally. Yeah. Like, on what parts of this life does it apply to you? Um, <clears throat> in every area, right? So the way that I look at it is that most people think that success is like hitting a home run. Mm -hmm. And so most people don't take action because they think that that needs to be some kind of grand action right. results in to be huge. In reality, success is about simply swinging singles. It's just getting on base. Mm -hmm. So the whole idea of body being balanced business <clears throat> is 
what can we do daily to make deposits in those four areas? So mm -hmm. it's like a bank account, right? You can only withdraw what you put in, true or not true. True. Right? So you can only demand as much from your body as you put into it. You can only mm -hmm. demand as much from your relationships as you put into it, your business, exactly. same way. So what ends up happening though is we tend to neglect different areas and we keep making withdrawals when we have nothing in the bank mm -hmm. and we end up overdrafting. Mm -hmm. So imagine if you don't take care of your body and you keep stressing it out, you keep overworking it, what's gonna happen? Right, right. You're gonna get disease, you're gonna get sick, Exactly. right? If you don't deposit your relationships, you don't pour into your, your partner, you don't invest into your partner, you don't show up for your partner and you keep working late, you keep staying out, mm -hmm. they're not gonna trust you. They're gonna feel unappreciated. They're Absolutely. gonna feel like you don't love them, right? Yeah, it's true. Um, as far as yourself, if you don't do something for yourself, what's gonna happen is you're not gonna be motivated, you're not gonna be inspired, you're gonna get burnt out. If you're not depositing into your business terms of your, your growth and your leadership, what's gonna happen is your business is only gonna grow as much as you do. Right. And so what I teach people, how I apply it every single day, is there's basic things you can do every day to make those deposits. Mm -hmm. And every day just focus on what are the key things you need to do in each area. Just one key thing. Okay. In each day, different things might take priority. But if you just do that, guess what? That compounded over time will create massive results. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I know you, uh, you mentioned earlier, if you don't mind me asking as well, you said you had a second awakening. Yeah. What, what, what was that second awakening? So the first awakening was really, you know, realizing that I have what it takes. Mm -hmm. Because I think the first part of the journey of success is discovering the belief of whether you can do it. Right. And then you believe that you can do it and you get the results and you recognize like, you know, here's what I mean. So Eckhart Tolle, one of my favorite authors of all time, he said there's two big causes of unhappiness. The first cause of unhappiness is not getting what you want. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's makes sense, yeah, right? Yeah. I think everybody listening to this would probably agree like, yeah, when I don't get what I want, I'm unhappy. Mm -hmm. But the second biggest cause of unhappiness is worse than the first one. And the second biggest cause of unhappiness is getting everything that you want. Mm. Now, if you were listening to this, like, what does that even mean? Because imagine, at least when you, the first cause of happiness is not getting what you want, but at least you have faith. Because you're like, if I can get everything I want, then I can at least be happy. Mm -hmm. The second thing is imagine doing everything that you were told that you thought was gonna bring you happiness, and right. it changes nothing. Mm -hmm. Then there's no more hope, then there's no more faith. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so it was at that point I started realizing that until I, you know, we don't experience the world as it is, we experience the world as we are. Mm, so if we want to change our external experience, we got to change our experience Ooh. of ourselves. Right. So that second awakening was instead of trying to change my life by changing my outside, I went inside. And that was when I started realizing that, hey, you know, we got to explore the darkness. We have to learn to accept the parts of us that, you know, we cannot accept. We got to be willing to do the shadow work. Nice. Does that make sense? We got to be willing to make peace with our demons to dive into the darkness to let go of that because we're all trying to find our light we're trying to find yeah. our gift and our power um but the thing is we don't recognize is that the light shines brightest in the mm. night in the night you'll find the light mm. and so you know that was my second awakening was like okay all these things i'm running away from instead of running away from it let's run through it well curious what were you running away from <laughs> um my my feelings of not being good enough so imagine like you know a, a lot of it comes from childhood trauma um you know we can we don't know if we have time to really dive into that but a lot of our lives you know our beliefs shape from when we're from when we're kids mm -hmm. and the rest of our lives comes from man i want to be good enough or i'm not good enough and all these different things right right so what is uh, running away from instead of recognizing that i was already good enough i was going out there chasing all these things to find my value mm. but what would happen is the happiness i would gain 
was only temporarily. Does that make right, sense? Right, right, yeah. And so it's, I mean, it's only it's unsustainable because like materialistic, you could gain it, you know, but like, yeah. was it really fulfilling you? Absolutely not. Where you could be in it, that process. It wasn't authentic to me. It was right. like what so, what social conditioning told me I needed to have. Exactly. Does that make sense? So it's like this. Um, so what's the difference in personal development and transformation? Here's the deal. Like, so if, if I were to say one of the things I do in my uh, program, I do this exercise where I have them close their eyes and I have them imagine, okay, how would you rate your life? What is it? feel like to be you on a scale from one to 10. And now to get people to think of it objectively, I go, now imagine someone switched bodies with you. All of a sudden somebody else came into your life. They just woke up in your life. Now they had your body, that your sense of self, they had your relationships and they had your lifestyle and income. Wow. How would they rate it on a scale from mm -hmm. one to 10? Would they be like, hell yeah, I want to stay here. Or would they be like, oh no, get me out of here. Mm -hmm. And so based on that, you come up with a number. Most people, if they're honest, their number is like three or four. Oh, okay. okay. If they're honest, if there's like number three or four, that three or four is your benchmark for life. Mm. Your view of your life will always be experienced at a three or a four. Oh. Think about it. Something great can sure. happen for you. Yeah, right? yeah. Imagine you went a trip Oof. to Hawaii. You're like, oh, great, trip to Hawaii. You're excited for a second. Mm -hmm. But the moment you get on a plane, someone that's operating at a three or four mm -hmm. at a low vibrational frequency, mm -hmm. what are they going to notice? Yes. Oh, it's going to be a long trip. Uh, yeah. The kids are crying. Yeah. Does that make sense? They're always going to find something wrong. Mm -hmm. So what most of us do in our lives, if we believe we're a three or four, we, we go out there and try to be a 10. Mm. What do I need to do to be a 10? What oh. do I need to have to be a 10? Trying to live that, li live yeah. that life. To right. gain that, right? Mm. But what ends up happening is the more you try to be a 10, and the more you try to go from a three to a 10, the more you realize that you're a three. Mm -hmm. So the very act of trying to change your life makes you feel even worse. Yeah. So what we do is say this, okay? You believe you're a three, you're trying to get to a 10. What we're saying is, what if you're already a 10, mm -hmm. but you just bought into some BS beliefs that make you feel like you're a three? Right, right, right. And what we say is, let's identify those beliefs and let's let go of that to be a 10. Because nice. for us, it's not about really gaining anything, it's about letting go. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that that's interesting because, you know, it, it comes down to perspectives, you know, and then putting yourself into perspectives. I think I remember taking that part in the training and it allowed me to reevaluate myself as well. Yeah. So then I realized, okay, well, maybe I need to be more, I need to be more grateful about what I have currently, you know, it's because some people don't get to take a look at that. Yeah. You know, even with this whole situation with the coronavirus, which we'll probably dive in to see how, how that's kind of oh, affecting you. I think you. the whole coronavirus <laughs> is amazing. I think it's the best thing that happened. <laughs> oh, man. We'll jump into that. But, um... Not to take away from the people Yeah, of course, of course, you know, like, I think it's, it's very saddening to hear from some of that. Just a little disclosure for anybody listening. Yeah. But, uh, just one, be before we take a break, I, I want to, there's a partner that I really want to run ask you know because you mentioning you've had all these success i mean you've been being able to reach at a point but then you realize you didn't want it you know what part you know having the cars having the lifestyle and oh having, don't get me wrong i want it true yes but now it's for different reasons. but it's a different reason right yeah. but at that time what was it about that that made you decide holy shit like this isn't for like there's something in here that was missing you know like what was that if you can tap back into it what was the missing component that you felt I think I think it was the authenticity. You know, mm -hmm. I think it's one thing like if I think it's amazing if you want to buy a Lamborghini so it complements your life. Yeah. But I think it's another if you want to buy a Lamborghini for it to define your life. Mm. I think you should make money because you know your value, mm. not make money to define your value. Does that make sense? Of course. So your value is a place to come from, not a place to get to. Yeah, yeah. And I honestly believe it's the same thing with love, happiness. It's a place to come from, not get to. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, of course. And um, so again, I was trying to get there to get to become happy and. Mm. Honestly, I should probably should have been a lot more grateful when I had all those things. True. But it was I was at a different place. Like I was coming from survival versus abundance. Oh. 
And so when I had all those things, like I looked at the rest of my life, it was not in alignment. So imagine, <clears throat> you know, I go on stage, people tell me they love me, I changed their mm -hmm. life um, in different languages, in different cities, different faces. Wow. But at the end of the day, I question like, do you really feel that way? Like, did I, do you really love me? Did I really yeah. change your life? How can you say that? If, I, if you don't even know me, how can you? But I realized because I couldn't take that in because I didn't mm -hmm. love myself. Because right, right, right. I spent all this time to work on the outside instead of work on the inside, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and probably because, like you said, it comes with a social validation with the people. Yeah. I mean, there, I'm sure there's other people making it so that you, you kind of felt the need to kind of meet, meet up to that. When I was in industry network marketing, I was in the same process as well. I wanted to live the life that they portrayed in. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, when I came to your tra training, that's when I realized, holy shit, maybe it's more than that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so then slowly I found my way through. But uh, some, some, you mentioned already some of the things that you do with your training. Um, with people who are coming in, you know, I'm sure you get people who are looking to um, uh, better or heal from parts of from past relationships, but also with business who are trying to improve. You know, how, how, how would you say you have probably helped other people out with the, um, on their business side as well? Um, I mean, it's all connected. So what we do is what most personal development does, they fix the sink, right? Mm -hmm. We fix the well, so we go to the source of it. Because if you feel like you're not good enough, that's gonna show up in your business, that's gonna show up in your relationships, that's gonna show up in your fitness, mm -hmm. show up in everything. So we say, instead of fixing your business, let's fix you. Mm -hmm. And everything else will change automatically. Right, right, right. So one of the ways that we support people in, in their business, um, and I guess we can dive into it, one of the programs we have is something called Legacy on Fire, which I'm looking to evolve. Okay. We teach people, number one, if you don't know yourself, you're not going to know your clients, you're not going to know your customers. Mm. Because at the end of the day, here's the deal. And this is for people that are listening. This is like business talk, right? Yeah, yeah, As terms of marketing, if you can articulate people's problems, challenges, desires, fears, and doubts better than they can, oh, wow. they're going to look at you as the expert. Wow. But So how can you articulate what right. other people feel, see, and experience? Is you have to be able to articulate your own experience. If you know what stops you, what scares you, what moves mm. you, what motivates you, guess what? chances are it's gonna do the same thing for other people. Oh. So step one is we help people identify who are you. Mm -hmm. And when I say who who are you, I don't mean who you are as in a set of descriptive facts, who you are as in your job, your title. I mean, who are you really? Like beyond your bio biological drives, mm -hmm. beyond the sense of being a man and a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are you beyond social conditioning, the things that we think we need to have or do, the titles, right? Who are you beyond, beyond your ego? Like who are you beyond all that? Right. And once we identify that, then we ask you, why are you here? Mm. And we say, why are you here? We don't just mean in the training, but why are you here on this planet? Why are you here on this earth? What is your purpose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I know that sounds like a lot, so how do we do that? Well, number one, we support people by identifying, okay, what is your why? Now, typically, when you hear the word why, what yeah. do you think? You know, who I'm serving, who am I doing it for? Um, what's my intention with okay. life? Your motivation, right? Mm. So what we teach people about your why is a little bit different. And what we say is, why do people need you? So in business, the first time I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna sit down, I'm like, why do people need you specifically? Because in this market, there's other people doing what you're doing. Exactly. Right? There's other people exactly. fighting for your same customers. For sure. But why do people need you? And what do you offer that nobody else has? Nice. You know why that's valuable? Because why? now when you step to the table, you're not trying to convince them to buy you. You're coming from a place of strength to see why you should buy them. Oh. It's called the buy or sell the dynamic. Hmm. 
Same thing in dating. When I teach dating, same thing. <laughs> it's like most guys are trying to convince a girl why the girl should date them. Mm-hmm. But if you know your value, you know what you bring to the table, exactly. you're not putting them on a pedestal. Instead, you're seeing, hey, how are we a good fit for each other? Mm-hmm. So number one is identify your why. Why do people need you? Number two That's is so we- That's so powerful. Yeah, number two is we, we help them support them by finding who is your who. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? Who do you have a heart for? Mm-hmm. Who are your people? Who are your followers? Like, who do you want to service? Yeah. Because why? Because when you know who you have a heart for, your message is going to be authentic and it's naturally going to touch them. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So we have to figure figure that out. Who are you? And the thing is, you don't need millions of customers. You just need a thousand loyal fans. If you have a thousand loyal fans spending a thousand dollars, that's over a million dollars. Exactly. So, I mean, that's all you need to do is build a tribe. Mm. So you got to, number one, identify your message. Two, build your tribe. Build your community. And who's your tribe is who you have a heart for. Exactly. Once they understand that, then we then we show them, okay, let's, now we got to discover what, how are you going to do that? What's the cause? Mm-hmm. What's the new opportunity you're going to provide for people that didn't have before? Right. And so doing that, we help them shape their message so they can go out there and build a business authentic for them. Wow. Because here's the deal. So many people are trying to copy everybody else. They're looking exactly. at what their competitors doing. Yeah, yeah, true. Forget what your competitors are yeah. doing. You know, focus on your individuality because, mm-hmm. you know, there's a saying, do you. Because when you do you and you focus on your individuality and you're authentic, no mm-hmm. one can copy what you do. For sure. And that's your magic sauce. And, and that's the cool thing, too, when I, what I also look into when I'm speaking to others. And I think I got it from um, just, you know, being around people like you who talk about, you know, looking for authenticity instead of trying to figure out how to hack your way into business or trying to. I mean, those, those are cool. I think for the most part, I mean, maybe I don't have enough credibility yet, but I'm at the point where I'm more faithful with the fact with who I am yeah. can deliver value for that. And I tell that to people all the time, too. You know, like sometimes maybe it's not so much focusing on trying to beat the other market, but focusing on being your best authentic self so that you can serve the people that is right for you. Yes, you know? and here's the deal. When you're not, when you're co- trying to copy your competitors, now you're in competition, right? Mm-hmm. But when you focus on how you're unique and how you're authentic and different, right? what ends up happening now is your message doesn't compete with their message. Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening now is those people that, would, that could have been your competitors can now be your partners. Nice. And now you're in a state of collaboration versus Man. competition. Dude, we, we are on the thing. We're on the same sync right now. But uh, we're gonna take a quick little break. Gotta reset a couple things. Uh, so uh, we'll we'll finish. We'll continue up right now. Yo, what's up, podcast listeners? If you are listening this far, I just want to let you know I genuinely appreciate your support for being able to listen. And if it does pique your interest, and this is the type of podcast you like. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and subscribe so that you can get more features in the future. Or for Spotify, follow so that you can stay up to date. Or follow me on the Instagram account at CharlesCreates underscore. And for the rest of Season 3, all the way until November of this year, I'll be making podcasts with different series tackling different broads of categories so if you know anybody who might be perfect for these series that i've done in the past for the next season contact me and also i am currently looking for sponsors so if you know anybody or have a business that you want to promote contact me at info at on the so we can talk about business okay all right guys enjoy the rest of the show all right guys we are back Thanks for holding up. And Julian has been dropping some bombs. So if you've been tuning in, I'm hoping that this has given some value for not just your business, but I mean, overall in your life, because this, this is what we're, we're taking on life, guys. Anyways, uh, we're going to dive in a little bit into what Julian's about. You know, so. Oh, my favorite topic. Yeah. Everybody's favorite topic is <laughs> themselves, course. right? Um, what what has been some of your uh, 
I guess what who inspires you or what inspires you? Um, who inspires me? What inspires me? You know, I think um, what inspires me is my greatest fear. And um, you know what's crazy is that pain is a beautiful thing. Right. You know, pain, darkness, fear. I think they are some of our best teachers. Absolutely. But the thing is, most of us run away from it when we should run towards it. So, what motivates me? Well, what's my greatest fear? My greatest fear is dying alone, okay. dying old by myself. Um, and you know how I imagine this? This is like my worst case scenario: is in a big house, empty, by myself slowly dying, no one visiting me, my family gone, everybody's gone, mm. and I pass away in a rocking chair, right. and I'm dead for weeks before anybody even knows. And the only re way they even find me is because a package gets delivered, and they smell the weird smell from the house, and you know, police officers come, and they open the door, and they discover I'm dead. Wow. That's my greatest fear. Now, why is that my greatest fear? Because my fear is dying alone, being of no value, and not being able to contribute and take care of the people I love where they all walk away. And so my, what motivates me is to be a person of value, mm -hmm. to be able to protect, serve, and take care of my family, the people closest to me. And um, at the same time, what else inspires me is to live an authentic life. Nice. You know, and I think that's one of the biggest things this whole coronavirus is teaching us is that many people are starting to realize that you know, the life that they're living, the path that they've been on is not an authentic one for them. Yeah. And I just want to make sure that when I die, I can say that I honestly live my life for oh. me and not a life that other people wanted me to live or told me I should live. Exactly. So that's kind of what my biggest motivation is. Nice. But as far as who motivates me, uh, Conor McGregor. I mean, I'm wearing I'm wearing the, the whole jumpsuit right now. I love Conor McGregor. I mean, I love everything he stands for. I think he's my spirit animal. And, um, you know, you can learn a lot of per about a person based in victory, but you can learn a lot about them in defeat as well. And just watching how he bounced back and, you know, having the intelligence to ask for support and help and getting Tony Robbins as his coach. Wow. Yeah, Tony Robbins was actually in his corner. That's pretty cool. And if you watch his last fight, like, he was very humble. Like, he yeah. didn't engage in the same way he did. And oh. he, like, won, like, so masterfully. Wow. And um, so I love martial arts. That's you know, powerful. that inspires me. <laughs> um, and just being my best self inspires mm -hmm. me. And people like you, man, that are hungry, yeah, that are humble, that are honest, that are going out there and making things Appreciate happen that. inspires me. So Appreciate that, bro. You oh. find inspiration everywhere and from everyone sure, sure. if you have the courage um, to be present and look. If you can look into yeah. it. Right. So with that being said, you, you being an athlete, were, were you always an athlete? or Was I always an athlete? Fighting um, Redman, and you, How many fights have you gotten? Um, so... Um, have I always been an athlete? No. Have it always been a dream? Yes. Um, I mean, the only sport I played in high school was tennis. Um, I know stereotypical Asian, right? Playing tennis. Um, but as far as an athlete, um, no one would have considered me an athlete. I was the geeky guy that was picked on and all that. Right. Um, however, I always loved sports. But I always let my limitations stop me. I had asthma, right? And I actually, I actually know where this started from. It actually started from sixth grade. Yeah, I know it's crazy, right? Doing the trauma work. It started in sixth grade. And I remember um, at my school, Jackson Elementary School, at my school, there's different colors, right? Mm -hmm. the green track, blue track, green track. There's like, the I don't know how to explain that, but different tracks. Okay. And so sixth grade, there's a there's a sixth grade green track, mm -hmm. sixth grade, whatever. That's Those are different classes. Right. Um, and what ended up happening is we did like these Olympic things and I wanted to run. I used to love running and I was pretty fast. And I remember my teacher saying, oh no, we don't want you to run. This person's <laughs> faster. And I gave up running after that. Oh, no and I was like, I gave up sports. Um, but I always loved martial arts. And so I always practiced that up until like 16. I played basketball up until like high school. Right. Um, Cause that's when everybody got taller. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, stayed the, I stayed the same height. Um, Let me relate real quick. <laughs> yeah. But you're buff, man. I like you, man. You couldn't go taller. So you went the opposite direction. You got super buff. <laughs> Thanks, um, I but it. as far as like life now, like I understand how important fitness is. You know what I mean? I don't diet and train, you know, I, you know, I eat and work out. You know what I mean? So interesting. That's so cool. Yeah. I think 
the first time I ever got in a fight was when I started hanging out with the wrong group in high school. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the best way to avoid a fight is not to get in one, uh -huh. but I honestly think you should be prepared. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that motivates me, like the body being balanced business, is yeah. you want to be prepared in all areas. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And thanks for saying that. So um, you um, you already mentioned, I was one of the questions, what matters to you the most? Yeah. You kind of mentioned already with your family, your friends, and being authentic self. But uh, throw a question. If you could meet your younger version, Mm -hmm. of yourself like let's say 10 years old I mean, actually 18 years old when you got out of high school 18 yeah wow. what would you tell yourself now what would i tell my younger self at 18 years old i would say legitimately fuck everybody else fuck what everybody <laughs> else is saying and i would say that you have what it takes it's just gonna take all that you got yeah and don't worry about the noise that's just right. stay in your lane that's and right. you'll make it happen that's real yeah that's awesome, man. You still you, okay? No, to be honest, now that you asked that question, <laughs> I'm like really thinking about it. You know what I would really do if what? I could talk to my younger self, right? Yeah, I would totally fuck with my younger self, and I'd be like, "Hey, <laughs> it's me from the future. I want to let you know that everything you ever wanted, everything that you wanted to happen, the success, everything you visualized, you might not get exactly what you want, but you're gonna get the very essence of what you want. Mm. So don't trip, chocolate chip. <laughs> Just keep doing your thing, and when something seems bad. Just know that's part of the process and that's gonna lead you to what you want. That's nice. what I would tell myself. Nice. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Do you think you, you picture yourself where you at right now if a couple of years back then? I mean, honestly, like I'm very, very grateful for where I'm at. Mm -hmm. um, I honestly believe that physical loss leads to spiritual gain. Wow. So where I am mentally, emotionally, and physically is the best I've ever been. Nice. And so I'm about to go on the biggest run of my life. Mm -hmm. And now I know because of where I'm at internally, Nothing externally can shake me. So I'm super excited about that. Oh, perfect. I'm excited for you too, man. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Thank oh, you. Yeah. So, uh, you know, let's let's dive into what's happening right now. Obviously, we're doing this whole social distancing. I'm actually glad that Circle Hub has even allowed us to be here. Yeah, we're six feet away, right? We got to make sure we're six feet away from I each think other. so. <laughs> but uh, what's, what's your intake, you know? What's... Uh, Actually, yeah. What's what's your intake of this whole? Um, I know you mentioned you know you're grateful for it, not yeah. in the aspect of like people obviously dying. That's very tragic. Right. However, I'm sure you see something positive within it. Yeah. So this whole coronavirus thing, it's very very unfortunate, um, but it's very fortunate at the same time. It just depends on how you look at it. Um, my honest belief is, you know, I think it's important for everybody out there to stay alert but not panic. And it's very important for us to go out there and be informed, to right. go out there and consume information, but don't be consumed by the information. Nice. Because I've seen so many, I've seen the best in people during these times, like people going out there supporting people, loving on people, helping people. But I've also seen the worst in people, people going out there perpetuating racism yeah. towards Asians. Yeah. Um, maybe it just hits me a little That's bit harder because I'm Asian. True. Um, but it's pretty crazy, man. Like the other day I was at 7-Eleven. There's this dude in front of me in line. He looks back. He sees me. Legit gets out of line. Waits for you to pay for stuff. What? and comes back in line. Yeah. So what? I've seen the, this is. So I I seen the best in people, but I also seen the worst in people. Yeah. Um. I think that some people are going to come out of this worse. Some people are going to come True. out of it better. Um. And here's why I mean by that: mm -hmm. the people that are staying at home right now, that are just watching Netflix, mm -hmm. that are just watching movies, binge eating, doing all this, right, right, right. they're going to come out behind. Because mm -hmm. guess what? It's going to take them a lot, a, a lot, lot harder to get back on track, yeah. to get back on their regular schedule. Yeah, As for me, and for a lot of people, this is the best time to dive in. You can't uh -huh. go outside, Thank you. but hey, you can go inside. What does that yeah. mean? Mm -hmm. Do the work. Figure out what your traumas, your triggers are, nice. right? Figure out what your goals are. What is it that you really, really want? Absolutely. So you can get passionate. And this is the time to build those habits. 
So what I've been doing is I've been auditing my life, been taking inventory of my life. Nice. I'm rebuilding new habits, better habits. I actually set new targets and new mm. goals, and I'm already starting it now. So when I come out, I'm already ahead of the game. Right. You know, John D. Rockefeller said it best. Mm. He goes, "In times of chaos, is tremendous opportunity. Absolutely. It's what are you looking for?" And I'm looking for opportunity, man. Yes. And what that is is like, you know, I've been so busy. Like on average, every single year, um, I spend 175 days out of the year doing live events and speaking in front of large crowds of people. Mm -hmm. During the other times, I'm going to other seminars, learning new skills and new habits um, and new science and systems. Mm -hmm. So that way when people come into my training, I'm best equipped to give them the best that, that's available right now. Nice. But what's crazy is that I don't really have time for myself. Right, I've been spending on average like uh, three weekends out of the month doing a training, and it's like three days long, yeah. and they're forty hours, right? Um, the training, and so I've been using this time to reflect, like what what is it that we really want? Sure. What's my next step? I treat this not as a quarantine, but as a cocoon, oh, so that way I can evolve when I come out of this. That. So the people that are treating this like that yeah. is gonna be phenomenal. Because here's the deal: mm -hmm. there's a lot of conspiracies out there. Some True. of them I believe. Yeah. Right. At the end of the day, let's just stick to the facts. Mm -hmm. And let's not add any extra pressure or yeah. fears and use this to be productive. Use this to plan and strategize. Because how many people have wanted to start a new book? How many people have Man. wanted to spend more time with their kids? How many people wanted to learn how to cook or you know start that YouTube, start right, that right, podcast right. or whatever it is? Absolutely. This is the time to do it. 100%. And yeah, so this is a great time for those people. For sure. Controlling what you can control. I think that's yeah. very important. Yeah. You know, it's, I call it the three C's, right? You know, whenever you're in breakdown, you know, change what you can control, cope <laughs> with what you can't, and concentrate on what matters nice. most. Love and it. how do you do that? Change what you can control. What can you control? Your attitude, your habits, your actions. That's what we control every single day. You know, cope with what you can't. What can't we can't? What can't we cope with? Uh, you know, what can't we control? Um, social distancing, stores being closed down, True. right? So it's like, hey, Let's not focus on what we can't do. Let's focus on what we can do with what we have, with where we're at, yes. and let's build on that. And, and that comes from a, being an abundant mindset. Being an well, abundant, yeah, you know, like absolutely knowing yourself that you are worth more than what you can, what you currently have, and yeah, you know. But uh, overall, understanding that you can control for more for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So it's huge, right? Um, you know, so I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a huge believer in that. Nice, love it, love it. Uh, awesome. So, um, well, I was gonna ask how how is this whole four beings that we we're touching on affecting coronavirus? You kind of just topped into, yeah. You know, mentioning controlling what you can control. Yeah. So I can't go so. to the gym, which is a bummer. Right, because I spent the last like two months. I spent the last several years working out every single yeah, day, super hard, two workouts a day. Um, but the last two months, uh, December and January, uh, January and February, I didn't work out at all. Mm -hmm. I just gave my body a rest. I just like did basic right, right, stuff. Right, right. Um, cause you know, resetting my nervous system and stuff. And then I started hitting the gym. I did it consistently for a month yeah. and now we can't go to the gym anymore. Well, one, suck. I can't complain. I can cry that I can't go to the gym True. or I find alternatives. So here's what I, so here's the, pro so it's kind of like life, right? Here's the problem. Okay. Has anybody else ever solved that problem that got the results that you want? Yes. So it's not impossible. It's possible. So I want to go to the gym to get fit. Well, I can't go to the gym anymore. Are there other people out there that didn't go to the gym to get fit? Yeah. Yes. Who are they? Prisoners, right? Think about it. People <laughs> that are in prison, how the hell do they come out buff That's as fuck, so right? True. So I looked up prison workouts. So mm -hmm. I've been doing prison workouts because I said, if they can get buff in a jail cell with little food, right? And little room mm -hmm. and no equipment. That means I can too. So that's nice. how I did that. As far as my being, right? Um, you know, how do I do that? I journal every single day. I right. meditate. I create space for myself. There we go. Um, I'm consuming content, 
right? Because you got to be very careful what you download into your brain it's true. It's true. because your reality is shaped by your beliefs, which is your That's images true. and words that you speak to yourself and you pour into yourself. So I've been consuming new content. I'm using this time to sharpen my skills, sharpening my acts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as you know, Abraham Lincoln would say. As far as relationships, this has been a huge blessing. I got a chance to spend um, a lot of quality time with my partner that, you know, honestly, I haven't been able to um, because of all the trainings. Like, yeah. my schedule has been pretty crazy. I mean, she's a nurse. She's out there in the battlefields right now right, going out yeah. there making it Salute happen. To her, respect to her. Yeah. And so imagine Shout like- out to all the nurses. Yeah, so. all nurses or for sure. Or anyone who's first responding, anybody who's out there putting themselves out Yeah, there. people running, you know, working at grocery stores, Absolutely. clerks, all these different things. And so imagine like she goes to school and she works. That's during the week. I have meetings at night and then my trainings are on weekends, so we barely see each other. So this this time has been amazing. Um, and you know, we've been spending a lot of time together. Um, you know, we get a chance to figure out how we work in panic as well, right. and how we work uh, during these times, and it's been pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as far as business, planning and strategizing, mm -hmm. my friend. Planning I and strategizing. I'm, I'm in that scene constant, because I, I, at times I'm just like, man, how do I go out the same way I would go trying to reach? And, uh, and I realized, well, I haven't, I've just been focusing a lot on content. Yeah. So now it's giving me the time to actually take, consider where I'm taking this spread. Yeah. And also what I can reach, what I can expand with. Because a lot of events has been canceled too. You know, my yeah. sister's wedding was coming up. My family from Philippines was going to come here next month. So unfortunately it's going to be canceled. So then it forced me to push yeah. my things out and now I have to reevaluate how I go about things instead of just waiting. That was my original plan, you know, just to let this thing flow out. Yeah. And then, you know, but then the coronavirus quarantine thing kind of helped came the situation. Now I had to adjust. And now we don't even know yeah. how long this is going to last exactly. say up until and April 19th. Yeah, yeah. I think it's been amazing. You know, um, it's all about perspective, right? Mm -hmm. You know, what's crazy is in London back when the plague was going around, right. The school that Isaac Newton was teaching at was closed down. He was forced to be at home. Oh. And it was during that time that Isaac Newton was at home when he was quarantined that he discovered calculus. Wow. One day when he went outside, he was sitting under a tree and he saw an apple falling from yeah, a tree yeah, yeah. and discovered gravity. Nice. So imagine if that's what he can, no pressure to any of us at home, right? <laughs> Dude, but I was going to ask the same thing. Do you think someone's going to come? I'm actually curious to see if someone's going to come out and just yeah. come out with this crazy amount of ideas once all this thing like cools off. Out of chaos comes creativity. Out of chaos comes opportunity every nice. single time. Love it. And it brings out the best. You know, there's a saying right now, you know, poor people are buying uh, toilet paper, mm. rich people are buying stocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like this, I mean, I don't, let's just say that the coronavirus is what they say it is. <laughs> there's a lot of opportunity out here for the rest yeah, of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's, I shame on people though, that are seeing the opportunity and using it to take advantage so of people, true. like price gouging, raising things up. Yeah. I say, take advantage of this opportunity, right? In a way that's gonna service people. Yeah. It's going to serve people. In the long term, yeah. You know? So, like, that's you know, awesome. one of the things that I'm personally doing and how I recognize the opportunity here is that I know coming out of this, I know a lot of people are sitting at home right now and they're like, this is not the life I want to live. Mm. This could be the reality check. This is them yeah, facing yeah. up to mortality. This is them waking up from the matrix with their eyes open saying, holy shit, I've been a cog <laughs> in this wheel. I haven't yeah. spent time with my family, my friends. I'm not doing what I love. I'm not doing what I'm passionate about. Yeah. I'm at this dead end, suckless job. Yeah, yeah, and a yeah. lot of people are gonna come out of here with fear Right, like, man, what am I gonna do with my life? But also, like, drive to want to do something about it. Absolutely. So, you know, I know uh, the need for what I do is gonna be huge. Because coming out of this, I'm gonna be excited to direct people and creating nice. a life that's authentic Ooh, for them. Let's go! Can't wait to see the lives you can be changing to it. It's gonna be huge. But, yeah. So uh, let's let's dive back into a little bit of the LIT uh, Leaders in Transformation your program, mm -hmm. right? It's still called that, right? Yeah, Leaders in Transformation. Perfect. Lit. Be lit. Yeah. There we go. Um. What 
What what kind of I I know when I was in it there yeah. was a two day pro uh, two, I, I would say there was a basic basic advanced, three days advanced four days and then the leadership program leadership which is a ninety day uh, yeah. leadership program and we also have legacy on fire as well which is uh, a ninety day program but it's like our higher ticket items like eight thousand bucks okay um so that's where like our, our big players that want to nice. take it to the next level yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, can you explain a little bit about your, your program yeah like that and what what your uh, several people for anybody who might be interested so our our trainings our seminars a little bit different right um, I think we solve the five biggest reasons why people fail okay I think the and what separates the part well number one I think what we do is like Tony Robbins on a smaller scale mm-hmm. people go to these seminars they read these books they get excited but here's what happens when they leave the events they're excited but there's no accountability there's no nice. sense of direction right, right, and they right. go back so we solve that so I think the five biggest reasons why people fail is number one um, lack of professional accountability Absolutely. Number two, lack of social support. What does that mean? They go outside, they want to change their life, they want to create something, but their friends and family don't quite understand. Right. Let me tell you something. If you're on, if you're listening to this podcast and you have a vision and nobody understands your vision, it's okay. God, you know, if people don't understand your hustle, it's because God did not give them your vision, right? right? You know, your desire, desire actually um, means from the Father, it means a gift from above, the universe, God, whatever you want to look at it. Right. Um, it was a gift to you, not anybody else. Absolutely. So, you know, anybody that doesn't understand your hustle, who cares? You know, you're the one that was gifted with that vision, right? Yeah. Um, so what we do is, you know, it's number one, it stops people from, from succeeding is professional accountability. Number two is social support. Number three, they don't have uh, strong enough whys and they don't have uh, strong enough deadlines. Mm. So we, we support all that. So what happens our basic training, um, what that is, is an opportunity for people to uncover and redesign the underlying assumptions out of which they live their life. Nice. Now, what does that mean? Many of us hold on to these beliefs that they're fact, like we're not good enough, we're yeah, not yeah. deserving of love, Absolutely. whatever it is, and we hold on to it as fact, but really it's just our interpretation. Absolutely. So what we do is we expose people's worldviews and we ask them, does that work for you? And then they reinvent it in a way that does, right. which changes the way they relate to themselves, the way they relate to other people. <clears throat> And because of that, they're able to pursue, um, you know, their 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 passions with heartfelt commitment and freedom. So that's what's huge about it. So we teach social awareness and self awareness, how to understand yourself, how to understand people. So basics all about discovery. And then the advanced training is where we break through that. Right now, you know what your beliefs are that holds you back. Let's break through it, and all of it's experiential. So it's like not so much seminar where I'm talking the whole time. It's a Julian Doan show, um, but experiential where it's like I talk a little bit, and it's all about you, mm-hmm. and you do these exercises, and how these exercises work out. It's a lot like life. It's a lot like how life's set up. You know, in school, what happens is you learn a lesson, then you get a test, right? Yeah. In life, where it's a little bit different, you get tested first, then you learn a lesson. So in our exercises, we give you the simple rules, the distinctions. You're like, okay, cool. I don't know where this is going, but I'm going to play the best of my ability. And then you go through it. And then afterwards, we pretty much hold a mirror to your face and say, how did you show up in here? And how is that a reflection of how you show up out there? Nice. And you're like, holy crap, how I treat my teammates is how I treat my my loved ones, my family, how I do anything, how I do everything. And because you came to discover yourself, it's why you're going to change. Because in the basic, what you're going to discover is the same shit that people have been trying to tell you for your whole entire (laughs) life. But Socrates said it best. Socrates says self-discovery is what leads to commitment. So it doesn't matter how much anybody tells you until you're ready to receive the information, Uh, you're never going to take it. So the basic is about showing it to your face so big, so loud, so obvious that you're like, okay, I got to do something. Yeah, yeah. And the advance are so open, we dive deep and we literally break everything down. You have like a near-death experience. Taking online. 
Yeah, you, uh, in the advance, you get a chance to see how you show up to people, what people really feel. Not how you really are, but how people really feel based on their emotional experience of you, uh. okay? Um, not just that, but you get to experience, um, you know, you get to let go of the past, um, do like a little catharsis process where you can, you know, let go of how much the past is controlling your present and your future. Right. And then we have this exercise where literally um, you get a chance to see how much your life is worth to you and to uh, the people around you. And then we reinvent you. Mm-hmm and you can be whoever you want. Yeah. And then our legacy program is now about how do we take that and create it in the real world. The real world. So if you were to relate it to martial arts, the basic is like learning drills, how yeah, to punch, yeah, yeah. block, slip, roll, exactly. right? The advanced is like learning how to spar with a partner in a controlled environment. Exactly. And the, adva- uh, the legacy program is going out there and actually going into a cage fight. Nice. nice. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, um, where, where can people define the program? You, know? um, you can go to leadersandtransformation.com or you can hit me up directly on my Instagram for more information. Um, you know, I'm pretty open. I talk to everybody unless you send me like weird DMs and weird requests. <laughs> no, I'm not going to send you pictures of my feet and my toes. Okay. Weird. Okay. Um, but if you hit me up on Instagram, I'll answer whatever questions you have. My Instagram is at L-I-T Julian D. Don't forget the D. Okay. Yeah. I'm not awesome. sure if I'm allowed to say that, but. No, you're good. You're good. It's funny. It's a little while listening to something more uh, uh, informational but uh with that being said um for anybody listening uh what what can we look for what are you looking for in the next two to five years give me a second let me put the light back on yeah do you want me to answer that question now okay so what am i looking forward to the next two to five years um i mean as far as the world you know, every time something every time something disastrous happens, you see people come together and you see new innovations. Right. So I'm excited to see what new innovations come from this. Mm. I'm excited to see what new books will come out of this, um, what new artwork, what new music. Because yeah. around this time, you know, like I said, there are people that are panicking and there are people that are inventing, yeah. people that are sure. creating. And so out of this, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what comes out of this. Absolutely. Um, and I know there's gonna be a lot of change that's gonna need to happen too, so sure. I'm excited to see that. But more so, I'm excited to see um, the execution on some of the plans I've been strategizing and working on. Nice. So it's going to be exciting. I, I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, with the, the up upcoming times, you know, there's going to people are going to need something different. Yeah, that's I'm true. excited to provide that. And and it's cool because like uh, what I noticed with the whole coronavirus is it doesn't just like rest- it doesn't just like create the situation. It also exposes people for who they truly are. Yeah. And as you mentioned, they realize that maybe that's not the life. I want to live or maybe yeah. that job is not as sustainable as it is or me being at home is not fulfilling yeah you know but uh other than that um what do you see for yourself i mean uh, other than that and also for anybody listening what would you want to say to them um sorry it's two questions i know <laughs> two very different questions you're right you're right uh, what, what was the first question um what, what do you see for yourself right now in the next couple of years what do i see for myself in the next couple of years um i see myself writing a book Okay. Um, I'm really excited about that. It's going to be about my journey in network marketing, self-help, transformation, nice. um, the good, the bad, the ugly. Yikes. So my whole vision about it is um, sharing the distinctions, the lessons that we teach in transformation and in network marketing, but in story form. Okay. Because um, one of the biggest things that I've learned is that people learn more from stories, right? Facts tell, stories sell. True, true. And uh, the beautiful thing is when you, when you listen to it in story form, that's why autobiographies, uh, watching and reading autobiographies are so important because when you're reading it, you're imagining yourself in the narrative. Think about it. When you read Harry Potter, you read fictional books, yeah. you're imagining yourself as a main character. So if you do that with autobiographies, what ends up happening is you're learning the message and the lessons without actually doing it. Yeah, yeah. 
So that is what I want to do with my book. Um, so teaching the distinctions, my journey, um, the good, the bad, the ugly. Absolutely. And uh, so people can learn from that. Um, I'm working on a brand new live event okay. that's going to combine the basic and the advanced. So it's mm-hmm. going to be a four-day thing. Um, eventually, I want to do bi-weekly summits. I want to train new trainers yeah, um, to teach dope. in different niches nice. um, that I can't touch. So imagine like I'm going to build a, So I'm writing a book. Then I'm working on an online program that people can purchase awesome. so they can do it at home because I know a lot of people are yeah. going to be scared to go out True. and be in live groups. Yeah, and then we're going to have a live event where it's like a live. So uh, so imagine I have my book. The online course is going to be like a, co- a study guide version of the book. Right. right. And then my live event is going to be a live version of the online course with exercises done in groups. Nice. Um, and then we're going to have masterminds. Right. And then I want to train other trainers to develop the same process. Maybe not write a book, but develop their own trainings. Mm-hmm. And we promote all into that. And bi-weekly, we do these world summits where all these trainers come together. And it's kind of like a convention. We train nice. on different things. So it's kind of my, my vision next two to five years. Wow. Um, okay. So I want to build definitely a movement, um, you know, revolution, if you, if, you, uh, if, you would, if you would want to call it that. Um, or an evolution, whatever. <laughs> um, you know, just supporting people and living their authentic exactly. lives, Love peeling it. back those layers. So that's what I see. I also see myself getting married, um, having kids in the next three years. I'm also that's excited about that. I'm excited to be a husband. I'm excited oh. to be a father. Oh. Um, and, you know, just, just travel the world and, you know, really um, be an inspiration to my kids. Um, you know, as I, got, as I get older, how I view things is like, man, like, I want to be the the man that I want my son to become. Nice. I want to be the man that I want my son to do business with. I want to be the man that I want my son to be friends with. Mm-hmm. And I want to be the man that I would want my daughter to marry. And what I mean by that is, if my daughter married a man just like me, would I be happy or would I be uh, upset, sad or scared or worried? Absolutely. And so that's what kind of drives me right now because it requires me to operate from my future vision mm-hmm. versus from my present circumstances. Okay, interesting. Yeah. That's awesome, that's awesome to hear. And uh, for anybody listening, uh, last messages okay last message um you know i know these are crazy times right now i know these are dark times but what if these times are dark not because you're being buried because you're being planted let this be the time that you grow that you expand that you evolve take audit of your life you know what i mean look at all the things that are not working from what you're putting into your body who you're around everything look at every area of your life let no stone go unturned and allow yourself that when you come out of this um that you're gonna be better than when you came into this i think any person that is the same coming out of the coronavirus outbreak as they were going into it wasted the whole 30 days of their life because for me like i've already noticed so many changes um and you know what I mean? We got we to gotta start auditing our life. You know, one of the biggest areas is our relationships. You know, if you're hanging around, the, you'll never get the right results hanging around the wrong people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's so crazy. You take a magnet, you take a needle, you put on a magnet. And after 24 hours, guess what? That needle is now magnetized, can pick up other metal objects. So what does that mean? Our vibes are kind of crazy. So yeah. let's make sure we create the vibe that we relate to Absolutely. and the vibe with people that we connect to. So when we come out of this, everything's in alignment. Nice. This is the perfect time to tune up totally our car, our mind, our body, everything. 100%. Anyways, uh, that's pretty much it. Cool. Thanks for sharing that last uh, word. Uh, thanks for being on, Julian. I'm glad to. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. I, I, lo- I love being on here. This is so awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. Awesome. Glad Great to, to get out of the house. Too. Awesome. Guys, Don't so. worry. We use Purell. We Clorox wiped everything. We're actually six feet away from each other. So. <laughs> it was that for anybody listening. But yeah. other than that, uh, thanks again for anybody listening. Uh, this is the last episode of the Biz Talk series. Hopefully, we can transition to the finances for next month. For anybody listening, thanks again. Uh, listen to On The Go Voice. And we'll see you in the next episode. Yeah, yep. Awesome, bro. Thanks. Of course. Little, little, uh, so